Hi, this is David. Welcome to episode 28 of Upper Journey Bible Study, where we study the Bible and theology. This episode focuses on learning some of the content and message of the Gospel of John, chapter 5, in which Jesus heals a sick man on the Sabbath. Also in John, chapter 5, John, the author of the Gospel of John, points to some of the evidence that shows Jesus is a true messenger from God and is in fact the Son of God, and is equal with God the Father. Unless otherwise noted, all scripture quotations for this episode are taken from the World English Bible Orthodox Version, because the World English Bible is in the public domain. To get the most of this podcast, it would be good for you to take about five minutes to read John chapter 5. Let's get started. In John chapter 5, The Jewish religious leaders confront and judge Jesus for healing a man on the Sabbath who had been sick for 38 years. We are not told what his illness was, but he may have been lame and unable to walk. The setting for this miracle and confrontation is that Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. We are not told what feast this was. The place of the miracle was in Jerusalem at a pool called Bethesda, which was by the Sheep Gate of Jerusalem. This pool area was full of a great multitude of sick and handicapped people. It included people who were sick, who were blind, who were lame, and who were paralyzed. They all gathered by this pool because from time to time an angel would stir up the water in the pool and whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was healed of whatever disease that person had. The day of the week was the Sabbath in which the Jews were to do no work. Here were many people on the Sabbath waiting to be healed on the Sabbath by the stirring of the water. There is no indication of any criticism by the Jews for these people to be waiting by the water on the Sabbath day, to seek to be healed on the Sabbath day by getting into the water after an angel stirred the water on the Sabbath day. Among the many sick people at the pool was a man who was sick for 38 years. We are not told what his illness was. This sick man had a mat with him, so so maybe he was lame or paralyzed or too sick to move fast to the pool to be healed, or maybe The mat was just something comfortable for him to lounge on while he spent his day by the pool of Siloam. Jesus knew how long he was sick and suffered with whatever his illness was. You would think that this man prayed for years that God would heal him, and he never got an answer to his prayer with the result of being healed until this day when Jesus healed him. Of all the people needing healing at the pool of Siloam, Jesus chose this person to heal. Jesus first asked the sick man if he wanted to be healed. John, the author of John, does not tell us whether the sick man said yes or no. Rather, the Gospel of John says that the sick man indicated that when the pool was stirred, he had no one to put him into the water, and another person would step down before him and be healed. Jesus then told the sick man to do three things. 
First, Jesus told him to arise. Second, Jesus told him to take up his mat. Third, Jesus told him to walk. Immediately the man was well and took up his mat and walked. If this was a layman, then Jesus not only told him what he must do, Jesus also gave him the ability to do what Jesus told him to do. We are, we are told he was immediately made well, and it appears it was before the sick man did anything Jesus told him to do. The author of the Gospel of John, who was John, says that it was the Sabbath day, and the Jews saw him carrying his mat on the Sabbath day, which they said was unlawful. The man told the Jews that the person who healed him told him to take up his mat and walk. The Jews then asked the name of the person who told him this, and the person healed did not know the answer because Jesus had left among the crowd after healing him. Later Jesus saw the man he healed on the t in the temple. Jesus told him that he was made well of his sickness and told him to sin no more, lest something worse happen to him. What could be worse than being sick for 38 years? Maybe a bigger sickness that lasted more than 38 years. The Bible teaches that the wages of sin is death. Eternal death and eternal punishment would be far worse than being sick for 38 years. Now knowing who it was who healed him, the lame man told the Jews it was Jesus who had made him well. The Jews then persecuted Jesus and sought to kill Jesus for healing on the Sabbath. Now we are at John chapter 5, verse 17. Now comes a conversation between Jesus and the Jews that addressed Jesus' authority for healing on the Sabbath. Jesus indicated that his Father is still working, and so Jesus is working too. The Jews took this to mean that Jesus was claiming God was his own Father, and that Jesus was making himself equal with God. The fact really is that Jesus is the Son of God, the Father, and it is also true that Jesus is God. This was the second reason the Jews sought to kill Jesus. They sought to kill Jesus not only because, according to them, he broke the Sabbath, but also because he claimed to be God's son, making himself equal with God. Jesus then explained his relationship with God the Father as God's son. Jesus as God's son does, not, does what he sees God the Father doing. This suggests that what Jesus does, he has first seen the Father doing it. God the Father's relationship with Jesus is based on God the Father loving God the Son. One of the Greek words for love is agape, but here it is phileo. Some find a distinction between agape and phileo in that they view phileo to convey the idea of, of affection. However, in many ways, there is no distinction between these two Greek words for love. God the Father has affection for God the Son. God the Son can do nothing of himself but only what he sees the Father doing. The Gospel of John says in John chapter 3, verse 35, that God loves the Son, using the Greek word agapao. And in John chapter 5, verse 20, it says, God loves the Son, using the Greek word phileo. Since these words overlap in meaning, it is hard to distinguish between them. The bottom line is God the Father loves God the Son. God the Father gives life to the dead. Likewise, Jesus gives life to the dead. 
God the Father judges no one because he has given all judgment to God the Son, so that people will honor the Son as they honor the Father. Those who fail to honor God the Son also fail to honor God the Father who sent Jesus. Jesus teaches that those who hear Jesus' words and believe God the Father who sent Jesus have eternal life and do not come into judgment but have passed from death into life. Those who hear God the Son's voice will live. As God the Father has life in himself, so God the Father gave to God the Son to have life in himself. God the Father also gave to Jesus the authority to execute judgment in his role as the Son of Man. Jesus then speaks to the destiny of every human being. Everyone who dies will be raised from the dead. Jesus will raise from the dead everyone, whether they want resurrected or not. Those who have done good will be resurrected to life, and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. This judgment is the judgment of eternal punishment in hell. Jesus' judgment is righteous because he does not seek his own will, but the will of God the Father who sent Jesus. Now for John chapter 5, verses 31 to 47, which talks about the witness or evidence of Christ's authority. Jesus lists four witnesses or evidence of Jesus' authority. These four witnesses are 1. John the Baptist, 2. Jesus' works, 3. God the Father, and 4. Scripture. First, as the Apostle John has already shown in the Gospel of John, John the Baptist pointed to Jesus as the Messiah. John the Baptist had stated that Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. John the Baptist says that he baptized with water, but one was coming after him who was greater than he was, who would baptize with the Holy Spirit. At the time, he did not know who that was, but now he, we know it was Jesus. Second, the works of Jesus give witness to Jesus' authority. Jesus did the works that God the Father gave him to do. Why was Jesus teaching? Why was Jesus teaching what he was teaching? First, because he was teaching what God the Father gave him to teach. Jesus also said these things so people might be saved. Jesus gives salvation from sin to those who believe in him, and they come to have eternal life and escape the judgment and wrath of God. The very works Jesus did shows that the Father sent him. These works include the miracle that Jesus performed when he healed the sick man on the Sabbath day. Third, God the Father testified of Jesus. The Bible says in regards to when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, quote, Now when all the people were baptized, Jesus also had been baptized and was praying. The sky was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily form like a dove on him, and a voice came out of the sky saying, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. End quote. Luke chapter 3, verses 21 to 22. The Gospel of John says that these people did not have God's word living in them because if they did have God's word living in them, then they would have believed Jesus whom God the Father sent. Fourth, 
Jesus says the scripture testifies or witnesses about Jesus. For example, the law of Moses speaks of Jesus. Moses wrote the first five books of the Old Testament and they speak of Jesus. For example, Jesus is the prophet likened unto Moses, which is mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 17 to 22. What was hindering these people from believing in Jesus? First, they ignored the testimony of John the Baptist. Second, they ignored the works of Jesus. Despite all the miracles Jesus did, they did not believe he was sent from God the Father. Third, they ignored the testimony of God the Father. And fourth, they ignored the teaching of Scripture. A further problem was that they didn't have God's word living in them. See verse 38. And they did not have God's love in their hearts. See verse 41. John chapter 8 verse 38 says, quote, You don't have his word living in you because you don't believe him whom he sent. End quote. Jesus says in John chapter 8 verse 41, quote, But I know you that you don't have God's love in yourselves. End quote. If they had God's love in their hearts, then maybe they would have been glad that a man sick for 38 years was healed. Another problem they had was that they sought the praise of man instead of the praise of God. This is what it means when it says they like to receive glory from one another and did not seek the glory that comes from the only God. In fact, by seeking the praise of others rather than the praise of God, they were unable to believe in Jesus. Jesus says in John chapter 8, verse 44, quote, How can you believe who receive glory from one another, and you don't seek the glory that comes from the only God? End quote. If you find yourself not loving God, then pray that God will change your heart and your priority to love God. If you find yourself always trying to bring attention to yourself, then pray to God that he will change your heart so that you will want to bring praise and glory to God. Because these people sought the praise of others instead of the praise of God, and because they did not have God's love in their hearts and did not believe the scriptures, they had a false hope. Their false hope was based on keeping the law of Moses, but they failed to accept the part of Moses' teaching that pointed to Jesus. False hopes are dangerous. You think you are secure. You think you are right with God. You think God will not punish you. But the reality is that you will face eternal punishment because of your false hope. Once, one day Jesus will raise all of us from the dead, whether we want to be raised from the dead or not. Some people will be raised to eternal life and others to eternal punishment. Let us have God's word and love living in our hearts, and let us believe in Jesus and put our hope and faith in him so that we will have the hope of a resurrection to eternal life rather than a resurrection to eternal punishment. Thank you for joining with me and listening to this podcast. Be sure to search the Bible to evaluate all teachers, including me, Check out my website at upwardjourneybiblestudy.com where you can learn more about this podcast and other resources for spiritual growth. 
Always remember to keep God first in your life. I encourage you to pray that God will work in the lives of those who hear his word and that people will turn from their sins and become disciples of Jesus Christ. I encourage you to pray that Christians will grow to become better disciples of Jesus Christ. I encourage you to pray that God will work through this podcast ministry to bring others to Christ and to strengthen and establish Christians. Also noticed I have added to the website a place for topical Bible studies for reading. Bye for now.